Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, May 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Global equities endure one of their biggest declines of the year, two days after U.S. President Donald Trump vows to ramp up tariffs on China. Lyft reports its first quarterly results as a public company, and its shares slipped even further below their IPO price. And Google has unveiled plans for a facial recognition device that you can use right in your own home. Plus, the FT's natural resources reporter, Gregory Meyer, tells us about a new problem for Weed Killer Roundup and its parent company, Bayer. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Markets continue to tumble in response to the gloomy outlook on the state of trade negotiations between the U.S. and China on Tuesday. The FT's Peter Wells explains what caused the drop and what investors will be watching for next. This week's market sell-off has come in two parts. We had a first reaction on Monday to tweets from U.S. President Donald Trump over the weekend saying that he planned to push ahead with increased tariffs on Chinese imports by the end of the week. But we came in today in a much more concerned state with comments from US officials, including Robert Lighthizer and Steve Mnuchin on Monday night, saying that China had reneged on its commitments uh, regarding their trade talks. That put investors in a pretty foul mood. We had the S&P 500 trading down as much as 2.4%. Eventually, it closed 1.7% lower for its third biggest one-day drop of 2019. We also saw investors heading to some of the safer places in financial markets, namely bonds, which uh, had a substantial rally. And we also saw a large increase in volatility with the VIX, which is some sometimes referred to as Wall Street's fear gauge, rising to its highest level since January. Over the next couple of days, investors will now be focusing on abbreviated trade talks that will be taking place between Washington and Beijing in the hope of either getting some kind of resolution or some kind of clarity on where this is all heading. Rideshare app Lyft continues to struggle in the public market. Yesterday, Lyft released its first quarterly results since going public. The company had some bleak news for investors, which sent the share price further below its initial public offering price of $72 a piece in after-hours trading. It was as low as about $57 at one point. While revenue in the first quarter rose 95% from a year ago to $776 million, Lyft reported a net loss. Stripping out the costs related to the IPO and other items, Lyft reported an adjusted loss of $216 million. The loss was less than analysts were expecting, but investors were rattled by Lyft's outlook. The company said it expected revenue growth to slow down and that it expects it will continue to post significant losses. Chief Financial Officer Brian Roberts did say that 2019 will be its, quote, peak loss year. Lyfts come under pressure in the week since its NASDAQ debut. Short sellers have increased their bets against the stock over the past two weeks. Plus, investors are nervous over the ride-hailing industry's future and Uber's IPO, which is set for Friday. Rideshare drivers are planning strikes today in cities across the U.S. and the U.K. to demand more money and better working conditions. And on Tuesday... Google unveiled plans for a new smart display that will use facial recognition to offer personalized information like messages and video recommendations. 
To put privacy concerns at ease, Google says its face match camera would process images on each device instead of sending data to the cloud. Google is trying to recapture some of the trust it lost earlier in the year. That was when it emerged that its Nest security hub included a secret microphone. For customers who use the new face match camera, they'll have to opt into the system and tap the device to show their information once their face is recognized. Google says the convenience of facial recognition, plus the new privacy commitments designed for smart home devices, will be enough to outweigh concerns over privacy. So, right now, you might listen to this podcast by talking to your Google Home device and saying, Hey Google, play the FT News Briefing. Here's the latest news. But in the future, it might just know by looking at you. And here's a story you might want to know more about. Last June, Bayer doled out $63 billion to take over its U.S. rival Monsanto. The deal was a boon for the German pharmaceutical group. It was the biggest acquisition ever made by a German company. But that deal has also come back to haunt Bayer shareholders. The company has battled an avalanche of legal cases claiming that Monsanto's best-selling weed killer, Roundup, causes cancer. And Bayer shares have fallen by a third since the acquisition. Now, Bayer is facing another problem. Roundup is not working for farmers like it used to. Gregory Meyer covers natural resources for the FT, and he told me the story of one farmer in Tennessee named David Nichols. David Nichols is a crop farmer in western Tennessee. He grows corn, wheat, and soybeans. Growing soybeans earlier this century, uh, he says he was entirely reliant on a single weed killer called Roundup, produced by the crop inputs company Monsanto. But uh, in time, he found that weeds, or in, in particular, an aggressive weed called Pomeramaranth, developed resistance to Roundup. And he's now required to take additional, more aggressive steps using a cocktail of herbicides to knock out weeds. And this Pomeramaranth weed this is this is not something to mess around with. This is a real big weed, right? It's a pretty remarkable organism. Uh, a single Palmer amaranth plant can grow three inches a day, uh, grow up to 10 feet tall, and can sprout up to a million seeds. So it's really tough to control once it moves into a field. About 15 years ago, it developed resistance to Roundup, which is made of made from the chemical glyphosate, making it much tougher for farmers to get rid of. So... Greg, weed resistance is one thing. What other problems has Roundup caused for Bayer? I mean, Roundup has been around, or at least glyphosate, the, the main ingredient Roundup has been around since the 70s and really took off in the 90s when they developed these bioengineered crops that could withstand it. And resistance has been happening slowly for quite a number of years now since those crops were developed. Roundup's really back in the news, not because of resistance. It's back in the news because plaintiffs have alleged that it gave them cancer, and uh, a couple of U.S. juries so far have agreed and awarded those plaintiffs more than $100 million in damages. Um, there's another more than 13,000 lawsuits pending on this same matter, so that's created a huge legal risk that's now hanging over Bayer, Bayer of Germany, which acquired Monsanto last year for $63 billion. And Greg, what does this all mean for one of the best-known assets Bayer picked up when it bought Monsanto? No, they're, they're certainly continuing to sell Roundup. And in fact, one analyst told me that, that some farmers are using even more Roundup because at a certain dose, it, it apparently does work, at least in certain instances. There, there are a whole host of weeds that Roundup will still kill. 
And there's just more of a push for farmers to diversify their practices, adopt more comprehensive practices using a variety of classes of weed killer of herbicide, rotating those, also rotating their crops so that you don't have the same thing planted every year where weeds can sort of slowly develop resistance. Um, at the same time, the crop inputs companies have developed varieties of crops like soybeans or cotton that can withstand a dose of uh, more than one herbicide. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be watching second quarter earnings from Disney, and we'll be following the results of the general election in South Africa. The ruling African National Congress has been in power since 1994, when Nelson Mandela was elected president. But the ANC faces significant challenges, according to final polls. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.